I worked a case for his sister about 16 years ago, and that's left him inclined to help me out. He's a nice guy. Bridge trolls usually are. When you're effectively denser than lead, you don't have much to prove. Calling Danny would mean finding a phone. Despite Stacy's hints, I've been refusing to get a cellular phone. None of my experiences with the things have been positive. Besides, Danny probably needed to make a living more than I needed to spare myself the walk. Heels clacking staccato against the pavement, I teetered around a corner and started for home. It only took a few blocks for me to exit the commercial district and move into the residential neighborhoods, leaving the sounds of human celebration behind. There were fewer streetlights here, but that wasn't an issue. Good night vision is a standard benefit of Fay heritage. My lack of coat now... That was more of a problem. Several pixies had congregated around a corner store's front porch bug zapper, using toothpicks as skewers for roasting a variety of insects. I stopped to watch them, taking the pause as an opportunity to get my balance back. One of them saw me looking and flitted over to hover in front of my nose, scowling. So okay, I informed it with drunken solemnity. I can see you. It continued to hang there, expression turning even angrier. No, really, it's okay. I'm do... do... I'm a changeling. Whoever was responsible for naming the fey races should really have put more thought into making them pronounceable when drunk. It jammed the toothpick in my direction. I blinked, perplexed. No, it's okay. I don't want any of your moth. Is offering to stab you, not feed you. I suppose the difference is trivial, but still, one assumes you'd want to avoid finding that out firsthand. The voice behind me was smooth as cream and aristocratically amused. The pixie backpedaled in midair, nearly dropping his toothpick as he went racing back to the flock. They were gone in seconds, leaving nothing but faint trails of shimmering dust in the air. Hey! I turned crossing my arms and glaring. I was talking to him! Tybalt eyed me with amusement, which just made me glare harder. No, you were inciting him to stab you with a toothpick. Again, the difference is small, but I think it matters. My glare faded into bewilderment. Why was he gonna stab me? I was just saying hi. And he came over here first. I wasn't saying anything before he came over. Finally, a sensible question. Tybalt reached out to brush my hair back behind one ear, tapping it with the side of his thumb. Round ears, blue eyes, smell of magic buried under the smell of alcohol. It's the perfect disguise. Well done. Although it doesn't suit you. My confusion didn't fade. Tybalt sighed. You look human, October. He was protecting his flock. I said I was a changeling. And he, quite sensibly, didn't believe you. Oh. I blinked, reddening. Oops. Then I frowned. What do you mean it doesn't suit me? I like this skirt. Tybalt pulled his hand away, stepping back to study me. I returned the favor, looking him up and down. As the local king of cats and the most powerful Kaith she in San Francisco, 
Tybalt rarely bothers to go anywhere that requires him to wear a human disguise. As far as I can tell, it's not that he feels it's beneath him. It's just that he doesn't care enough about the human side of the city to bother interacting with them. This was one of the few times I'd seen him passing for human, and he wore it well. Tall, lean, and angular, he held himself with a predatory air that would translate into feline grace when he moved. His dark brown hair was short, curly, and banded with streaks of black that mimicked the stripes on a tabby's coat. The human illusion he wore concealed his sharpened incisors, pointed ears, and cat-slit pupils, but left his simple masculinity a little more noticeable than I liked. I tore my eyes away. Saying that Tybalt and I have a complex relationship would be understating things just a tad.